For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. And gentlemen, it's Thursday night. It is unpronounceable comedy. And here we have many a thing and your host, Mr. Owen Roach. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are we on this fine evening? It's Thursday. It is unpronounceable comedy. It's the place to be. Uh, I hope everyone is well. It's been a fun week. Uh, This week I steered at a door handle. Um, I also um, put up a picture. Um, Did some cleaning. It's all very exciting. It's all very exciting. Who knew I lived such a full life before lockdown? Uh, but no, it's all good. We hope everyone else is well out there. So we got a fun packed show for you tonight. Uh, we got a bit of a shorter show for you tonight, actually, ladies and gents. Uh, we're only on for an hour tonight, um, but we hope you enjoy what we've got. Uh, we've got a lineup of some supreme comedy. Uh, uh, it's a it's a sketch night tonight, guys. So. Enjoy, enjoy it. Um, if you like, come and say hi to us on Facebook. We'd love to chat to everyone. Um, so just pop on over to the Unpronounceable Comedy Facebook page where you can come and say hi, tell us how fantastic we are. Um, you could slag us off if you want, really. Um, why would you? Why would you want to do that? No, you've probably got better things to do with your life. Actually, probably haven't. So, um... I mean, if you need to do that to kind of um, help you out during these times, then feel free. Um, We'd rather you didn't know. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, like I said, um, again, the rambling comes out. The rambling comes out when you're alone in your bedroom recording this um, in my dressing gown, actually. Just wearing my lovely little uh, grey Aldi dressing gown. Um, You know, it's the way I like to roll. Uh... Maybe next time I'll get a kimono. That's what I'd love, a lovely silk kimono. We can dream. We can dream. But guys, stay tuned for Unpronounceable Comedy. Ah, yeah, it's uh, Barbara here again. Now, listen, I um, I reckon I can try one of these things now, you know. They're not... It's not really that much. I'm not really sure how to take it, but... I think... I think I'm gonna have to do what my granddad used to do. Like he he used to like put some stuff, I don't know what it was, but he used to put some stuff in a pipe and then he'd like light it. So what I've done is I've dug out his pipe and I've got some of the light leaves and some of the stalk and some of the, the flower because I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do really and I've like I've put it in um oh what's it called now? 
in my mini chopper. That's it. I put it in my mini chopper and I've like, I blended it almost. Looks a bit like a paste, you know, like not the type of paste I'm used to. I'm used to like a ham paste sandwich or salmon paste. Or do like a salmon paste sandwich on brown cut into triangles, no crusts. But anyway, it, it's in like a bit of a paste. So I've, I'm going to put that in the end of my pipe and then I'm going to try and smoke it. I don't really know how to smoke a pipe because I always smoked cigarettes back when I was a kid. But I'll, I'll give it a go, right? Hang on, hang on. Bear with me. Well, I mean... Tastes a bit odd, if I'm honest, but that could just be the dried-on saliva from my granddad. Didn't like to wash it after he'd passed, God love him. Well, you know, you never know if he might be still living and using it. Hey, you don't think he's been using it while I've been sleeping, do you? That's where I can taste his saliva. I'll try again, hang on. No... Definitely tastes a bit, a bit like sage. You used to use a bit of sage to clean my teeth from the garden. I suppose it's a bit like that. A bit of a funny aftertaste, actually. Mm. I'll try again. I'll let, let me see. There's not much to report back, to be honest, at the moment. Let, let me try again now. Hang on. Oh, it's not that tasty. I mean, I prefer my Benson and Edges, if I'm honest. It's got a bit more kick to it than this. Hmm. I, look, I can't keep you for that long. It's going to take me a bloody age to smoke this pipe. What I'll do is I'll give you a ring back when I've finished smoking the pipe. And then I'll let you know how I go. All right. All right, ducks. You take care now. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male, and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers.
my own shadow could be this hilarious. <laughs> Oh, come on, love. Let's go, let's go make some uh, beans and um, and cheese toast because I am absolutely starving. Oh, you very who you are. <laughs> oh, don't forget the pipe, love. We'll want that again. <laughs> do, 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 it's fire ducky. Do, 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 it's fire ducky. It was late in the afternoon. Fire Donkey, the evil donkey, and his minion, the frog, Jacob, Jacob the frog, were strolling down the main road with 15 cars trailing behind them. After all, you don't try and overtake a donkey with the power to destroy you with one zap. Zap! Oh, no, 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 no. One of the drivers foolishly tooted. <coughs> as they had grown impatient following Fire Donkey at the slow, scraping pace. <coughs> Fire Donkey didn't accept being rushed, so he halted and hauled himself around to face the cars. Who oh, toot it! If you can face owning up, toot again! The, the driver tooted again as he was in a rush. So he had a meeting at 10am uh, and it was now 5pm. You'd think he would have taken the police set-up detour, but he didn't. Okay! You have my full attention. Come up, come up front here, and we'll have a word. It'll be a nice chat. Fire Donkey turned and smirked at Jacob. Oh, sir, why, he was only in a hurry. We're in a hurry too, Jacob, but some of us don't have automobiles. Why don't you have an automobile, sir? That's a long story, Jacob. Let me dispose of this civilian first. Sure thing, sir. As the man walked up, he heard Fire Donkey's words of disposal and started backing away. Not in time, of course. You should have thought of being polite, young man. Of course, this man was very wary at this point, not sure as to what Fire Donkey was going to do with him. Fire Donkey was acting very calm, which was unusual. But due to the obscene weather, he had not been able to leave the house, rain being one of his mortal enemies. That doesn't need to be explained. Fire Donkey had not been able to upset or in any way burn anyone, for that was his main superpower, for at least three days. <gasps> so he decided to take his time on this man. Oh, gee, Mr. Fire Donkey. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I tooted. The man had seen the post Tooty Rage. In Fire Donkey's eyes, he stepped backwards, preparing uh, uh, to run. Before he had a chance, Fire Donkey zapped the ground below him zap! and melted the tar zap! so that it burnt away the soles of that man's shoes, shoes. through to his feet, feet, soldering away his flesh, flesh. burning to the bone. bone. And Fire Donkey let out a shallow gasp and shot another man, another blast, zap! at his knees. My knees! which instantly melted the fat from his legs and began to drip and ooze down his throthing shoes. The fat from my legs! The man was seething with pain. Seething! This was shown through the grimacing expression on his face. Whoa, it's hard to convey through radio. Jacob looked uneased by the man's expression. Sir, I feel un 
breathed by that man's expression. So do I, Jacob. So do I. In fact, I was just about to amend that. Oh, sir, let me. No, Jacob. This is my kill. Oh, please, sir. I'll, be I'll behave for the rest of the day. I'll even make pancakes. I know how you love pancakes. Actually, Jacob, I, I hate pancakes. Oh. But, but I suppose, according to the law of goodwill, it's the thought that counts. You may have this one. Oh, gee, sir. Thank you, sir. This means a lot. It's all right, Jacob, but hurry. We're in a gentle rush. Jacob plucked a rather sharp-looking daffodil from the roadside and hopped and jumped and, 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 and ran towards the man in an angry, frog-like manner. The man wasn't sure what to make of this. After all, he, all he could see was a tiny little pubescent frog running at him with glee. So this man... This made the man chuckle, <laughs> despite the inevitability of his oncoming slaughter. What? Jacob closed his eyes as he was running full pelt and could not see the insolence of the laughing man. Jacob was now swinging the daffodil around his head like a medieval mace, unlike those modern-day maces which sting your eyes. Fire Donkey saw that the man was laughing at his minion, which displeased him greatly, as it was terribly rude to do such a thing to an adolescent supervillain. So Fire Donkey let out a mighty zap of lava, which was at the exact consist consistency for it to solidify in the air and form a blade of rock. <laughs> Jacob had nearly reached the man, still with his eyes closed, still swirling the daffodil above his head. The lava blades that Fire Donkey had fired flew over Jacob's head and cut through the man's stomach. His torso fell to the floor uh, and spewed out numerous organs. The man... Still alive, just uh, did. <laughs> Jacob had finally reached him, and with all his glory, began whipping the man's detached legs with the daffodil daffodil head. Uh, Jacob opened his eyes and was proud to see that somehow he had completely disemboweled this man uh, uh, with, with with a daffodil. Uh, uh, he could also see that the man, uh, the man was not yet dead, um, not yet dead, and uh, 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 so uh, so he hopped over to his head and squeezed the juice from the flower stalk into the man's eyes, uh, hoping that it would seep into his brain, uh, maybe let out a scent of pollen, and attract butterflies to come and suck. Uh, out of his paws um, thus draining him of the fluid of life uh, Jacob was good at making plans uh, Jacob then skipped proudly back over to Fire Donkey and they continued their walk down the road without any more interruptions uh, a metre or so later three hours later Jacob turned to his master Sir, can we get an automobile? I told you Jacob it's a long story how long, sir? Could you tell me? Too long for your tiny ears to handle, Jacob. Could you shorten it for me, sir? The truth is, Jacob, I don't have a driving license. Oh, sir. That's easily solved, even for a frog or a donkey. We can get you one. I know a, a fabulous driving instructor, sir. I saw someone in the paper this morning. No, Jacob. Each time I've tried having driving lessons, I've, I've burnt through into the petrol tank and the car has exploded. Oh, that's awful. Killing everyone in a 20 meter radius that's but really me. That's awful. 
But sir, the paper said this was a non-flammable car. Well, if it's a non-flammable car, Jacob, I'll give it a go. And with that, they continued home, killing two more pedestrians as they passed. The next day, Fire Donkey rang the mysterious number from the paper with the non-flammable car. A monotonous tone greeted him at the other end. Hello, you're speaking to Red Road's driving school. How can I help? Well, hello, uh, I am uh, the Overlord Fire Donkey, and I was wondering if uh, if I could have some driving lessons. Of course, uh, free lessons. I expect them to be free because I am the Overlord Fire Donkey. Uh, but uh, I think I already mentioned that. Yes, sir. Yes, you did mention that. Silence, Jacob. Sorry, sir. Excuse me. No, not you. I'm talking to my minion, the little frog creature. I'm a frog. Oh, okay. So your car's really uh, 100% non-flammable because I'm highly flammable. I don't know if I explained that. Uh, I'm a risk. When he's a, a, he's, a, he's a, a burning automobile. donkey. I, I am a, a burning donkey. Yes, that's that's the, that's that's my, that's my it's kind of my my thing. Um. Yes, they are 100% non-flammable. But I won't bore you with the statistics. Uh, it's my favorite subject, you know. I could go on about them for hours. Uh, yeah, that's great. But uh, I, I don't really care what you have to say. So, uh, um, oh, uh, have we have we met before? I, I think I recognize your voice. Sorry, you must have me mistaken with someone equally as monotonous as I. Oh, uh, okay. Um, is 11 a.m. good for you? Yeah, that, that's wonderful. Uh, it means I have an hour to spruce my mane. And Fire Donkey proceeded to spruce his mane with severe gusto. End of part one. I got my
donkey. Part two. Eleven o'clock kicked around and Fire Donkey waited outside his secret lair for the driving instructor, since Jacob had still not removed the signs to the secret lair. Meaning it wasn't so secret anymore. Fire Donkey had given up the charade of keeping his lair a secret and decided simply not to talk about its location unless absolutely necessary. A faded red punto rolled up the hill and squeaked to a halt at Fire Donkey's hooves. The door swung open. Whoop. A small, wobbly man stepped out, wearing a hat that obscured his face and a duffel coat. On the coat, the company logo, Red Roads, had been stitched carelessly onto the breast pocket. Fire donkey, I presume. Hello! Did you find the air, the lair, easily enough? Yes, the signs are laid out very amicably. I almost feel as though I've been counted here by angels. Yes, I'll scold Jacob about that later. Oh, no. So, I thought we'd start with a few stop-starts just to get you used to the feel of the car. If you'd like to pop yourself into the driver's seat and we'll get going. Certainly. I'll be so much more powerful with the car under my hot little tush. Yes, yes you will. If you'll please drive on down this hill here. Fire Donkey accelerated and began to drive down the hill. As he pressed his hoof down on the pedal, he noticed that the interior of the car was a tad on the squishy side. Why is the inside of this automobile squishy and slightly damp to the touch? Fire Donkey said, pulling his hooves away from the wheel as a trail of membrane had stuck itself to him. And as he drew his hooves towards him, the goo followed his paw like a ch like chewing gum on a pavement, trailing after a shoe. Why is your car doing this? I'm sure cars aren't usually this gooey. Usually, yes, but this is an exception, as it's covered in non-flammable nectar. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Drive on, please. Take the next left. Don't tell me what to do. Anyway, we haven't covered turns yet. I know, I know. I was testing your obedience. My what?! No one obediences me! It's it's my job. I, I'm meant to give you direction, general instructions. Well, I guess that makes sense. You being a driving instructor and all, the, the you know, it's all in the name, I suppose, like my name. Fire Donkey! I burn things! Watch me burn your face! Excuse me. With that enraged statement from our hero, uh, don't take no crap of no driving instructor, Fire Donkey let rip a frenzy of fire that led around the car's interior. Without a, without a doubt, the instructor should have been vaporised there and then. But in the midst of it all, the instructor had raised an inflammable barrier. Well, this wasn't welcomed by Fire Donkey, who zapped vigorously again and again until he began to tire. His flame withered and he ceased zapping, collapsing onto the steering wheel, exhausted. The driving instructor lowered his protective shield and removed his hat, revealing the hat's occupant to be none other than Guntar, the jellyfish. <gasps> womb Man sidekick. The evil Womb Man. Fire Donkey could barely lift his head to notice Guntar's revelation. What's going on? Why aren't you burnt to a frazzle? Well, I suppose I ought to tell you. 
seeing as you only have moments to live. It's me, Gunther, the jellyfish. I have very cunningly assumed the identity of a driving instructor in order for Womb Man, my lord and savior, to defeat you. Womb Man! Where is he in all of this? You could say he's all around us. <laughs> yes! We had the advert in the paper for some time, Fire Donkey. We knew you couldn't resist the lure of anything non-flammable. Though we had to bat away a number of other burning superheroes before you eventually called us. Where are you, woe man? Show yourself! Fire Donkey was still slouched on the gear stick at this point. Why, you're looking straight at me. In fact, you're sitting on me. Ooh la la, Fire Donkey. And to be honest, it's making me itch. You must be kidding. You don't have the technology or the excess membrane to pull off a stunt as elaborate as that. Ha! Fire Donkey, you ignorant fool! My powers go beyond the realms of your comprehension. I have developed a method enabling me to conform to any shape I wish. Very much like an octopus, Fire Donkey. My fleshy composite can stretch and mold and transform just like you see before you. Had you not been told of my presence, you would have remained unaware that I am engulfing you as we speak. I think I would have guessed. I, I'm not a nitwit. <laughs> You're urging as close to a nitwit as is humanly possible for a donkey. Fire Donkey lifted himself up gently. Uh, well, well, what a shame that you have to be defeated once more, Woo Man. And yet you, you came so close. What on earth do you mean? I have you in my grasp, little donkey. Little donkey, little donkey. Stop that! You cannot thwart me. Oh, oh, oh I think I can. Oh, I think he's got a point, Master. Nonsense, Gunter. Retract your statement this instant. Consider it retracted, Master. Good. But may I just may, uh, divert, your, divert your attention towards the tea factory uh, just in front of uh, us? No, not the tea factory. You should have kept quiet, woo man. You should have learned to die, fire donkey. No, I should have learned to drive. Well, I was trying to teach you. Shut up, Gunther! Shut up, Gunther! Stop, stop living this lie! Oh, but as a driving instructor, I was living my dream. Oh, for heaven's sake! Gunther, will you zap it? Allow me! And with as much force as he could muster, Fire Donkey clumped down on the accelerator. The red Ponto sped into the direction of the tea factory. Fire Donkey keeping his hoof on the pedal and slid off the chair to prepare for, impa for impact. Woman hadn't planned for this eventuality and didn't have a quick, quick enough solution to transform back into his mutated womb shape. Gunther opened the car door and leapt out. Sorry, master, I'll get help. Gunther, who do you honestly think would want to help me? I do, sir. It's just I don't like tea much. Gunther's speech was blurred as the car raced on towards the factory. Fire Donkey, I'm warning you. I will cause you much grief, more than ever before. Talk, you're all talk, woo man. When will you grow some balls and make with the walking? 
How dare you? How dare you? You jolly well know I'm incapable of growing metaphorical balls. They're metaphorical after all. I I, I have ovaries. The car neared the, fa- neared the factory wall. Woo man, woo man wailed as Fire Donkey giggled. Uh, the car rammed into the factory, blasting a car-shaped hole through a brick wall, creating a pile of rubble. Factory workers were fleeing. It was relentless. The car crashed into a conveyor belt, transporting tea bags, and the car burst into flames. The distinctive scent of English tea wafted through the factory and out through the fresh hole. Fire Donkey scrambled his devious way out, chuckling away to himself. Woo Man shrieked. Ah, tea! My only weakness! I must remember not to show my weakness to others! You'll regret this one day, Fire Donkey. When I find a weakness of yours, I will expose it like there's no tomorrow! Fire Donkey turned and smirked. Yeah, well, you better hurry up then, because tomorrow, tomorrow's looking looking pretty unlikely for you. That's a good comeback. Fire Donkey scrawled away, leaving <sighs> Wu Man to wallow in his own burning membrane <sighs> and self-pity wallow, as he wallow, waited wallow. for the predictable return of the bumbling jellyfish, Guntar. Fire Donkey was pleased with himself, and as he ventured back home, he whistled just a little bit. <whistles> when Fire Donkey returned home... Jacob was there to greet him with a freshly dabbed lair. How was your driving lesson, sir? Fire Donkey Master, sir. It was better than expected. You know, driving involves a lot more fire than you'd think, Jacob. And the message this week, children, be careful. Fires in tea factories are a common occurrence. The The end. Starting gun for everything you've ever done You took part in the race But 
So in the latest edition of Games to Play Online during lockdown, my friends and I have been playing Articulate. And um, you might ask yourself, what app would you be playing Articulate from? And the simple answer would be no app. So a friend of mine sets up the Articulate board and um, there is a website you can get the cards from, um, which... Uh, the first suggestion was that we all use our own Articulate cards, but not everybody has it. And I just thought, this is just ridiculous, isn't it? And I'm not sure how it's going to work. So then we had to divide into teams, and there was discussions about how we were going to do that. So we ended up picking numbers, and it was somewhat like PE for me, because once again, I was picked last. Um, And we start... I think you start on blue, or we were on blue, and... um, my friend says, what colour are we? Blue. Right, okay. Which colour blue? The dark blue. Great. Dark blue. Yes, dark blue. Great. Other friend. I'll time. Okay, how long is it for? 30. Right, got it. Timer starts, descriptions go on. And about a minute passed and I sort of stopped the game and I said, hang on, we've been playing for too long. And my friend then says, oh... Oh, 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. Right, got it. Okay, sorry, we'll do it better next time. What colour? Blue. Light blue? No, dark blue. Dark blue, yeah. Not the light blue, no, the dark blue. Okay, great, yeah, fine. And so the madness continues. And we were on the easy pack of cards and... uh, one friend says to the other, well, come on, you can do this, this is easy. And she rightly responded with, well, it is if I know what it is. But I think my favourite description of the entire evening is, um, it's a bird, uh, it, it's black and white, it's like a penguin, and it's a logo for a book. To which my friend says, oh, it's a penguin. No, 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 it's not a penguin. So I say, is it a puffin? She was like, yep, that's it, time up. And I was like, Dan, how is a puffin like a penguin? They are very different birds, other than the fact they're black and white and they're birds. And she was like, well, no, they're very similar. And we then had a solid 15-minute discussion on the differences between penguins and puffins, uh, to which another friend of mine walked into the conversation, or joined the call, I should say, and um, felt that she had been objectified on a comment that was made. And all in all, it was somewhat of a disaster. So we moved on to play um, Cards Against Humanity. There's an online for it, All Bad Cards, if anybody 
wants to try and play it online. And um, we were going great guns on that until it all froze. To which my friend then replies, don't worry, I've messaged the uh, developer and um, he said that he's sorting the issue out. I felt like it was in some sort of spy movie that these girls had secret powers that they could get hold of these people. Um, so there it is, folks. There is lockdown games continue. I'm sure by the time I speak to you all again, we'll have something else um, to report back on and another game to discuss uh, and report back. I so will. Take care. Stay tuned for more unpronounceable comedy. Welcome to Another Talk by Derek Reynolds, titled Another Talk by Derek Reynolds. Now, a lot of people sort of see me as a kind of oracle when it comes to uh, insect-related uh, paraphernalia. I'm a sort of um, I'm a sort of insect encyclopedia, you might say. And uh, so they they come to me with it with it with their queries, and um, one of the most one of the most common questions I get is, um, Derek, could you um, could you do a bit of surgery on my uh, on my butterflies? Um, uh, now I'm always getting I'm getting a lot of requests um, to start doing a uh, a YouTube um, channel like like tutorials on amateur butterfly surgery. Um, but I, I will repeat this time and time again, because right, I'm always get, I'm getting these questions. I get I get emails, I get upwards of, of of fifteen emails a day asking me to perform surgery on a butterfly, and um, and I do have to stress that I'm not a qualified vet. All right, you know you you should be going through the official channels before you come to me. But um, but as it happens, you know it it, it hasn't stopped people. Asking me to to perform surgery, okay, maybe I'm a bit cheaper. I don't know, and you know, and I suppose yeah. I mean, the amount of surgery I've performed over the years, I've picked up a few things. You know, um, I've followed a few of my own YouTube tutorials. You know, and I, I, I've I've watched a few, and I, I got the, got the hang of it. You know, um, you know, performing open heart surgery on a butterfly is a bit like you know cutting your own hair. You could you could argue. Um, now, 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 uh, I have I have performed several um, several life saving procedures on, uh, on on not just butterflies but other animals too, and on on the odd occasion a couple of humans. Not gonna lie, all right. Was it done, um, you know, with any sort of um, medical um, green light? No, but um, the point is, you know, if someone's someone's life needs saving. All right, okay, well, that's maybe exaggerating. It was an ingrown toenail. But point is, I, I performed that surgery and and you know what? You know, he came out of it. All right, all right. So he, lo- he lost his leg eventually due to the gangrene. But was that my fault? Well, I mean, it was partially my fault because I sort of kept, I kept digging. I kept digging. Um, I mean, I thought... I, I, to be honest, it got to the point where I didn't know where the nail ended and the bone began. So I was sort of chipping away, chipping away, chip, 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 chipping away. Like I had a chisel. I didn't know what tools I was supposed to be using. I got I got out a pneumatic drill. Well, that was just because I liked the sound of it. And I thought, oh, I thought that would be soothing. Um, it, no, he started screaming. <laughs>
Reynolds coming up, but first, do you need an emergency procedure of a medical variety performed on your butterfly or other insect? And look no further than Derek Reynolds' emergency medical procedures. Just call the number that's been plastered in all the lampposts around Haverford West. That's Derek Reynolds' emergency medical procedures for butterflies. Now back to Derek Reynolds talking about performing surgery on butterflies. I run the uh, the local zoo, as I, as I like to call it. It's the Butterfly Zoo. It's uh, it's in my house um, in in Haverford West. Um, now, of course, I don't perform surgery in the Butterfly Zoo in my flat. It's it's not big enough. But um, but uh, my good friend Peter runs a garden shop next to the butchers. Um, he he's got he's got a lovely little little sort of uh, decking area out the back of his garden shop. Um, he's got some beautiful potted plants around, and um, and that and that's a great spot. It's a good it's a good sun trap, um, so it's perfect for like seeing what you're doing. Um, but the thing is. Um, well, uh, obviously it's, it's open air, so it's like weather pending. You, so like someone someone brings along a raccoon. I did a raccoon once, right? Um, it was a raccoon. Um, had a had a gammy leg, gammy leg got caught in a in a fox trap. Now, thing is, my well, my first question was, how did that raccoon end up in a fox trap, right? Well, that, in fairness, that was my second question. My first question was, what's a raccoon doing in the wild in, in Great Britain? All right? And I, I think the problem is people import them, don't they? They import them, all right? And then they put them when they're cute, when they're cute little baby raccoons. And then, you know, much like with alligators and tigers, they grow too big. Too big, so they let they let them loose into their wilds. Um, there's a bit of a bit of an epidemic with with wild raccoons round. You have a look round, wild raccoons. Um, they're everywhere. I mean, you know, since since people been you know stuck in their houses, more the raccoons are coming out. And um, and of course they've got diseases. Uh, and this one, this one came in with a gammy leg. All right. It had diabetes. Diabetes. A diabetic raccoon. Um, I couldn't believe it. 
Uh, and I was like, well, what, what do you want me to do? Because I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Right, some people with diabetes end up having their legs amputated. I thought, well, I'm not amputating this raccoon's leg. But I had no choice, did I? I had no choice. Um, so I, right, I made a tourniquet. Um, and I, I, well, I didn't have, I didn't have, um, I didn't have any anaesthetic. I punched it in the face. Right, that knocked it out. Um, and I sort of sawed its leg off. And, um, I mean, to be fair, to be fair to the chap, you know, he's still going now. I'll get, I'll get weekly updates. Um, um, it's uh, Andrea, Andrea Robertson looks after it. Um, she keeps it, keeps it in her, in her spare bedroom. Um, she's made a little sort of enclosure for, for it. And you know what? He's not doing too bad. One leg down, but he, you know, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know, well, you would if you looked at him. And, uh, well, the main thing I'm pleased about is that he hasn't had, you know, much of a sort of um, repercussion um, infection-wise. So, you know, like the, um, you know, not like the, the, the poor the poor chap, um, you know, who had the ingrown toenail. Um, now, what did I, I also once, I once did a triple bypass on a butterfly. <laughs> that wasn't easy, tell you that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that... It, I suppose you, the only way I could explain it was a bit like playing Space Invaders. Because, um, you know, like, they're so small, aren't they? The little the little invaders, sp in like little spaceships and stuff. You know, that, that was like the butterfly's, the butterfly's heart and, and all its um, sort of, um, like, connecting parts. Um, I, I used, like, a telescope. Sort of, I had Peter over my shoulder uh, holding a telescope um, and I was sort of like fiddling about. I, I had no idea what I was doing, um, but I watched. I, I did watch a, a bypass, a triple bypass, on on Channel Five once. Um, so I had that playing in the background while I was operating on the butterfly. Um, had a bit of bit of Mozart going. Um, so it was quite it was quite a relaxing atmosphere. And you cut. And the thing is, I I didn't know how much pain the butterflies were feeling at that point. Um, because I, my, no, that was sort of the early days of my my, my exploration into butterf the field of butterfly studies. Um, turns out they feel a lot of pain. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I probably could have done a bit more there. I, I gave it a drop of whiskey, drop of whiskey to you know calm it, calm it down a bit. Um, unfortunately, butterfly didn't make it. Uh, another butterfly I uh, operated on. I did. I did keyhole surgery to to fix its knee. Now a lot of people say butterflies don't have knees. Well, when you work with them closely, you notice that they do have knees. It's just not the same kind of knee as us. But uh, I performed keyhole surgery. This was a butterfly who was suffering, suffering from bad knees. Uh, and a butterfly with bad knees is no good. No good, especially one that works in the circus like this one did. It was uh, it was a performing butterfly. It worked on like a trapeze, sort of butterfly equivalent of a trapeze. And um, yeah, I'll do, I, that was the, as far as I'm aware, that's the that's the first of its kind um, keyhole knee surgery on a butterfly. Uh, and that that was a roaring success. That was that butterfly. You, you can you can see him today. You can look him up. Look him up on uh, on on uh, YouTube. Um, look up the uh, like the the the. The touring uh, butterfly circus, um, uh, yeah, look it up. 
Um, so, yeah, so, like, I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about the, uh, like, starting up the YouTube channel. I mean, like, maybe, you know, but I mean, I'm, no good with, I'm no good with the technology. So I mean, I'll have to get Peter on. You know, maybe Peter can film me. I, 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 need a, I probably need a camera. And that'd be the better place to start, wouldn't it? Camera. Um, but yeah, you know, I suppose in many ways, you know, my, it's not really my ambition to be like the next super vet, but I suppose um, you can't choose your destiny sometimes, can you?
Now, what did I, I also once, I once did a triple bypass on a butterfly. <laughs> that wasn't easy, tell you that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that, it, I suppose you, the only way I could explain it was a bit like playing Space Invaders. Because, um, you know, like they're so small, aren't they? The little, the little invaders, like little spaceships and stuff. You know, that was like the butterfly's, butterfly's heart. And, and all its um, sort of um, like connecting parts. Um, I used like a telescope. Sort of, I had Peter over my shoulder uh, holding a telescope, um, and I was sort of like fiddling about. I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I watched. I, I did watch a, a bypass, a triple bypass, on on Channel Five once. Um, so I had that playing in the background while I was operating on the butterfly. Um, had a bit of bit of Mozart going, um, so it was quite it was quite a relaxing atmosphere, and you cut. And the thing is, I I didn't know how much pain the butterflies were feeling at that point, because um, I my oh, that was sort of the early days of my my, my exploration into butterf the field of butterfly studies. Um, turns out they feel a lot of pain, um, so you know I mean I. I probably could have done a bit more there. I gave it a drop of whiskey, drop of whiskey to you know calm it, calm it down a bit. Um, unfortunately, butterfly didn't make it. Uh, another butterfly I uh, operated on. I did, I did keyhole surgery to to fix its knee. Now a lot of people say butterflies don't have knees. Well, when you work with them closely, you notice that they do have knees. It's just not the same kind of knee as us. But I uh, performed keyhole surgery. This was a butterfly who was suffering, suffering from bad knees. Uh, and a butterfly with bad knees is no good. No good. Especially one that works in the circus, like this one did. It was, uh, it was a performing butterfly. It worked on like, a trapeze, sort of butterfly equivalent of a trapeze. And, um, yeah, I'll do, I, that was the, uh, as far as I'm aware, that's the, that's the first of its kind um, keyhole knee surgery on a butterfly. Uh, and that that was a roaring success. That was that butterfly. You, you can you can see him today. You can look him up. Look him up on uh, on on uh, YouTube. Um, look up the uh, like the 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 touring uh, butterfly circus. Um, uh, yeah, look it up. Um, so yeah, so like. I'm th I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about the uh, like starting up the YouTube channel. I mean, maybe, you know, but I'm mean, I'm no good. I'm no good with the technology, so I'm, I'll have to get Peter on. You know, my payment Peter can film me. I uh, I need a I probably need a camera, and that'd be the that'd be the place to start, wouldn't it? Camera. Um, but yeah, you know, I suppose in many ways, you know, my, it's not really my ambition to be like the next super vet, but I suppose. Um, you can't choose your destiny sometimes, can you? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you for coming back to us and sticking with us all this evening. Uh, apologies for the shorter show tonight. Uh, but we just want to say a big thank you to everyone who joined us and to all our acts. Uh, Polly and Liam from Fire Donkey Productions and the lovely Miss Angharad Skirfield. Uh, we hope you'll 